This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at Lifeway Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. to another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prawl, and we are jumping into the second session of our unit of study called Pardon Me. Uh, last week, we talked about uh, this idea. We're talking about forgiveness for this entire month, but the question last week, why would God forgive me? And that is a good setup to this week is, well, then how should I respond to God's forgiveness? How should I respond to this act that he wants to, to share with me? Uh, our point this week is to express your love for God's gift, and we've got a great story in Scripture that we're going to look at this week. And leaders, this this is one of those sessions where we've got a narrative story. It's Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 48. That entire thing we're going to look at uh, throughout each one of these three life principles that we're going to look at, and we'll jump into that story in just a moment. I've got a guest here in the studio with me this month, Chad Jordan. Chad, how are you today? Doing very well. Good. Thanks for joining me. This is a great story, Chad, uh, you know, springing off of last week that, man, God forg- wants to forgive us. We talked about that he loves us, he, he stands ready to forgive us, he wants to reconcile us to a relationship with himself. And you know, for a lot of students, we may have left him hanging last week, uh, is, okay, now what do I do? And we're going to answer that this week. How do I respond? And we're going to look at three life principles. Uh, this is a great story. I love the story of, of the woman that comes and, and anoints Christ. Uh, let's jump into this passage. Uh, we're in Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 48. The first thing we're going to look at in this story is that how do we respond is to serve him willingly. How do you see in this story this woman just serving Christ willingly? Well, it's, it, it's crazy as you look at this because she she approaches Christ and she's not looking for anything in return. Right. So many times, as we as we look throughout the New Testament, we see people approach Christ for a reason, and for and really, honestly, to get something. Sometimes it's to try to trap him and get an answer, or to you know, please heal me, heal my child. We don't see very many interactions where someone approaches Christ to simply lavish something on him. Right? Yeah, definitely. And of of all the people that we see it in, it would be her. Right. You know, the, the the least likely of all people to do this. And so it just kind of reminds me, as as we looked at ourselves and we examine our prayer life, we examine these kind of things about ourselves personally. When I approach Christ, what am I looking for? What am I looking to get? Because too often I'm looking to get something other than more of him. That's right. I'm looking to get a better grade on my test or I'm looking to get uh, – you know, safe travel to work today, or just uh, it just seems like as we approach Christ, a lot of times, and as, as we work with students, you see it a lot. There's this there's this element of getting something, right? And that's not serving Him willingly. That's that's serving Him for with a purpose in mind, right? And when you see her, you, you never get anywhere in this story that she expected anything in return for what she was going to do. Right. Well, and leaders, as we've pointed out in your leader guide, one of the activities in the student material uh, related to that a Jewish greeting, and that's one of the things I like about working on Known is that we get to, to tie in pop culture, and we've got a lot of different features of pop culture in this session, but then we also get to tie in a lot of, a, a lot of good biblical stuff for you and some background material like this whole Jewish greeting that when you talk about 
in this story that you know Jesus was saying, okay, you guys didn't do any of this stuff for me, and she did this stuff for me, that she's washing my feet and she's giving me a kiss, that, that typical greeting, and she's anointing me. Uh, that's some good stuff to, to bring into this area of, of serve him willingly and, and do that, as Chaz talked about, without expectation of anything in return. We move from that about how should I respond, not only serve Christ, but also just to, to worship him, worship him openly. Uh, and we're going to specifically look at verse 45 in this story, but what do you see here, Chad, about this whole idea of, of just worshiping Christ openly? Well, you know, I mean, as, as we think about it, we when we think of the word worship, the first thing that pops to mind is Sunday morning. Right. And not only Sunday morning, but the seven to ten minutes where we're going to sing songs right. during worship service. You know, that's that's the element of worship most students would recognize as and as, as we're working at camp, you know, they, they hear that you hear often, I just love this worship. You know, like it's not something that's unique to camp. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. you're able to worship him every day. Uh you're able to worship him uh with, with everything that he's given you. And to me that's what we kind of see from her is that she she's gonna worship him in in, in a way that, that she's able to. Um and she's not she's not scared with who's around. If I were in her spot, I feel like I'd be very intimidated right. to even approach the house, much less enter the house. And in, in front of all these people, when the, you know, when the person ho- when, when the host did not do these things, and to think I'm just going to walk in there and do that. I mean, she she was really worshiping very openly. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Well, and one of the things that we brought out, and it's brought out in our in our commentary, our insights material. It's available online. And there's a question in your leader guide related to this that that she wasn't ashamed to show her emotion and worship Jesus. And and you mentioned the whole song thing, and it's interesting that we're talking about worship in this passage, and there's not a single song that was sung. <laughs> there wasn't an offering that was taken. There was an offering given. There wasn't you know a lot of other things going on. But as you mentioned, she did worship, and she wasn't ashamed about it. And And leaders, for a lot of our students that we're working with, I think this is a point that this really is going to hit home because a lot of our students can come to church and they feel okay to worship or go to camp like you talked about, and at Fuge, man, students are just all over worship and expressing worship. And then we get back home and we're in school and we're in with our peers and we kind of shut down. Well, and, I think we forget what what true worship is. Yeah. And worship is not just standing up and singing a song. That's right. And I mean, you see this because she worshiped openly and she didn't do that. Right. But, man, anytime you... You display your love for Christ. That's worship. That's right. And so on a daily basis, for us to worship openly, man, for students, challenge them to have actions that display their love for Christ. Right. You know, whether it's helping a friend at school, um, I mean, whatever it looks like, even helping a neighbor, you know, that maybe a shut-in in your neighborhood, anything that you do that displays your love for Christ, that's worship. And that's what she was doing. I mean, she's the one washing his feet. You know, she's doing these things just just to show him her love and appreciation for him. Exactly. And we'll move from that into the third life principle, which, again, this how should I respond? We want to serve Christ. We want to worship him. But I love this last one, to love him extravagantly. Uh, We're going to specifically pick on verse 46 and look at that in this particular passage. Uh, But what do you see there in verse 46, and and how do we even explain extravagant to students where they can understand that? When I when I read these verses and I read this story, I'm reminded how I do not want to be the host of this house. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, in, in everything that's going on, Christ continuously to he continues to point back to I came into your house, you didn't do this, she did this. You didn't do this, she did this. You didn't anoint my head with olive oil, but she has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Right. And 
I just I just kind of see this the host of this house really shrinking and wanting to really get back into the crowd and right. not not be seen anymore. Because when you talk about extravagance, th- th- this is not this fragrant oil would not have been something that was easy for this woman to come by. Right. You know, I don't know exactly the, the you know, we talk about the amount of, of earnings she would have had to have to purchase this. Yeah, it's and, a huge amount. And it's not, you know, you, you don't go to work for one day. You know, she didn't pull out some cheap perfume. I mean, this is, <laughs> right. this would have been, you know, probably at least a year's worth of, of earning for her. Wow. And to think that she loved Christ enough to just pour this on his feet, that's extravagant. Yeah. And we think about the things in, in our lives and, man, teachers, as you're talking to your students, think of the things that they will not do for their faith. Right. Okay. I mean, they, a lot of times they won't share Christ with their friend because they're afraid of ridicule. That's not worshiping extravagantly. Because um, if we love Christ enough, of course we're going to tell people about him. Right. And, you know, I, I help coach a wrestling team. Um, I know last month you had Jeff uh, Pratt in here, right. I believe, helping coach with him. And as I'm working with these students, man, you just find out the things they're just not willing to do. Right. They're not willing to put the work in. They're not, they just, just things they won't do. And you start looking at that. that it mirrors their their walk and their faith a lot, and uh, they'll they'll claim to love Christ, but I'm not willing to to attend that Bible study. I'm not willing to read my Bible right. on a daily basis. I'm not willing to spend time with Christ in prayer. Well, those are ways that you love Him extravagantly. Right. The way you treat others, we talk about our known. You know, it's about making Him known. The way we do that is is worshiping Him extravagantly, and I think far too often we we worship Him. Very typically, <laughs> right. maybe uh, very mundane, and we don't. We don't. The word extravagant probably doesn't enter yeah. our thoughts very often about worship. That's right. Well, and leaders, and that's one of the reasons that we included the material that you may have used at the very beginning and getting started. Uh, the whole thing about the royal wedding and just the extravagant expense that was laid out for that. A lot of your students uh, are going to be familiar with that. And remember that. That's a good way to bring that back into this particular point uh, of the extravagance. And I like what you said, Chad, is that extravagance doesn't necessarily have to equate to money because time is very valuable and very important. And asking students to be extravagant in their time and their service, which we talked about in the very first life principle. Absolutely. I mean, I know you know I'm I'm a father with two little girls, and time is very important. That's right. And so, man, when I use that time. To me, that's it's a very extravagant thing for me. And uh, like I said, with the students we work with on the wrestling team, they make choices sometimes that I just can't, you know, personally <laughs> right. I can't imagine. But they they choose to do other things um, with their time. They're they're very busy, so rather than maybe coming to a practice, they do something else. And you're like, man, that's that's not using your time very wisely. Right. But it, I mean, our time is very short, and it is to use it in the right way is is very extravagant. Exactly. I think. Well, leaders, thanks for joining us again this session. Our question, how should I respond to God's forgiveness? We've looked at three life principles. We need to serve Him willingly, worship Him openly, and love Him extravagantly. And that gets to the point that we are to express our love for God's gift. Join us again next week. We'll be into the third session of this unit, and we look forward to having you with us. Thanks for being with us. <laughs>